Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Department 12 podcast. I am joined tonight by Mike Chetta and Sai Islam. They are friends and they are business partners in the highly successful talent metrics consulting firm. But tonight they are squaring off. It's a match to the death in the octagon. We are debating whether or not an MBA adds incremental value or at least enough value to an IO degree to be worth pursuing. So this came up as a result of a user who sent me a question on LinkedIn. Uh, he's a graduate student. He's getting his master's in IO psychology, and he has the option to dual track MBA or add an MBA on after. And he's thinking and he's asking himself quite reasonably, is the MBA going to provide me enough advantage over just having the master's for me, uh, for, for it to justify the cost and the effort and all of that? Um, so I just want to kind of throw it open uh, right off the bat to Sai. Uh, I think, Sai, you're going to take the, the pro side on this. Can you just give us a, a brief rundown of why you think an MBA might be a good idea? Sure. So, you know, I, I actually have all of those degrees that you mentioned. So I've got a master's in IO psychology, an MBA from in human resources management, and a PhD uh, in applied organizational psychology. So I've got it all covered as my, my family mocks me for this all the time, that I've got just too many degrees. Um, but the reason to get an MBA and the reality, when you look at MBA uh, admissions, people, when you talk to them and when you read about MBA admissions, the real reason you're getting the MBA is not really for the education. I mean, the education is part of it, but the real reason is the network. So you decide to go to Stanford or NYU or Harvard to buy that network. That's why you're going to that program. And if you're a student who has a master's in IO and you're struggling to find a position in human resources or human capital consulting, that might be a situation where you say to yourself, you know, I need a second master's degree. I need something that will help me break in to this, uh, into this career path. Maybe the MBA could do it. Uh, the other reason to do an MBA is if you're planning on changing careers. So let's say you've been working in IO, but you're interested in becoming an IO entrepreneur and you want to get an MBA in entrepreneurship, then that might be a good situation when you could, you know, decide to go for the MBA. Okay. So I hear two things. One is more or less forget about what the actual content of the degree is. The main value of it is in networking. So connecting with the people that you're going to meet in your MBA program is going to help you get that, you know, higher level corporate gig later on down the line. And it might also be a, a, a worthy add-on if it focuses in something that helps you shift gears in your career. Um, in your opinion, Sai, and I guess since you're on the pro side, and you're, you're going to tell me yes, but in your opinion, is it worth that kind of money? Because an MBA, as you know, is not a cheap thing. And and that's where my, my big message for tonight is, you know, that if you're going to do any one of these degrees, whether it's a master's in I.O., a master's in uh, you know, business administration, a PhD, you really have to look at the cost benefit and you really have to think about, well, is this valuable enough for me to pursue? In some cases, if you're already working someplace, your uh, workplace might pay for the MBA. So that might make it worth it, but it's also a lot of work. Uh, it's like 
doing, you know, it'll be like going to grad school all over again. And really the question then becomes, should I do some other form of professional development or is the MBA the best professional development for me? All right, Mike. So you heard what Sai had to say. Let's say I'm this this listener and I'm I listen to what Sai had to say. I'm now gung ho, ready to, to sign up for that dual track MBA or to to tack on an MBA after I finish up my my IO degree. Talk me out of it. Okay. So I'd say that in some capacity I, I agree with Sai's answer, strangely enough, but I think his his logic is flawed. Um the thing is, Sai mentions buying the network uh when you get an MBA, and I think that's super important. But um as with my MBA and many other people I know of MBAs, uh, if you're not going to Wharton or Kellogg or Harvard or Stanford, I, I don't think that network is is necessarily going to reap the benefit that you think it's going to. I went to a small school in New York. Um, while it helped make contacts for me, it didn't make business contacts. And I've talked to others. So I'm, I'm wondering if you're not going to a place that has a really prestigious MBA that is known to place people in the workplace, either locally, nationally, or internationally, that what Sai said may not hold as true. Obviously, it's still a networking opportunity. I think choosing your school is always important, but I don't think in the case of the NBA that I gained that level of, of connection that I was hoping. Um, and I also feel even in you know PhD and other programs, it's the, it's the same thing. It may not reap the benefits if they're literally not cherry-picking people out of those programs and putting them into high-level managerial or C-suite VP-level roles yeah, so in organizations. I want to talk about that for a minute because that is something of concern to, to this listener is you know, his career goals, and they're not super well-defined yet, at least at the time I was writing to him. But you know, he wants to be in sort of upward, upwardly mobile in a corporation or an organization. Um, so do either of those options seem to you more beneficial in helping someone with an IO background climb the corporate ladder? So I'll, I'll go for that one. Uh, I'll say that the MBA at the very least is a degree that other humans understand. <laughs> you know, if you roll into a corporate meeting and you're like, Hey, I've got an MBA. Nobody ever asks you, well, what is that? Um, <laughs> Whereas if you say, hey, I've got a master's in I.O. or I have a Ph.D. in I.O. psychology, people are going to be like, what is the I? What is the O? Why Why are you studying psychology? That's a fair point. And I think that's true yeah. because we. I, I think there should be a whole class, maybe your first class in graduate school, is just explaining this is what the I means, this is what the O means, this is what we actually do, except that, you know, there's a handful of people, you know, that don't do any of that stuff. And it is a tough one to explain. The interesting thing I've heard in, in from both of you, and you both have MBAs, is, um, you know, Sai mentioned a little bit like, eh, you know, some of the content would be good if you're looking to switch careers. But I didn't hear either of you say like, yeah, what you learn in an MBA program, the, the stuff you oh, actually learn is really going to help you. Did I miss that or am I re no, representing oh, you fairly? Oh, my God. You're gonna, this is going to need its whole, a whole show of its own. Um I have this conversation uh, with with my grad students uh, and many people, you know, on the street at the checkout line. If they'll if they'll listen to me, uh, I am really kind of up in arms about like ab about the value of the MBA. Um, being what I do now, in retrospect, and obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. The theory driven, individual, critical incidents 
holding certain people in really high regard, whether it be, you know, your Lee Iacocas, your, your Demings, your Jack Welsh's, talking about all that theory driven and what other companies did, you know, 30 years ago for success didn't really speak to me at the time. Uh, I also have a accounting and, and finance minor. So I did some of, of the math stuff, but I realized quickly afterwards that there was no practical application. Um, and once you go into IO and you realize that you actually should research how things work in the workplace with people and individual differences and, and leadership and see how things actually work, I really become very down on, on my MBA as far as the knowledge it's given me and, and how it's helped me to be a better practitioner. Because I find that, in, in my opinion, maybe it's not, you know, it's not very good at all. Um, I also could come at it from the other side that, like Syed mentioned, that obviously helps you with an entrepreneurial mindset and, and to think big. But um, as far as for doing IO in the workplace, for me, in retrospect, I don't think the MBA added any value at all because it didn't, it didn't show that anything actually would work outside of the setting that they were It's really interesting that you should both mention the MBA as, as potentially something that could be very useful for an entrepreneur because if somebody asked me, you know, they really wanted to be an entrepreneur, that might be like the last thing I think to tell them, like to take all that money and sink it into a degree that, wow, you know, um, just go and start your business. But I guess maybe they don't have a, a limited mindset. Sai, can you, do you agree with Mike or do you think that there, there is value in the content of the MBA degree, at least as far as you've seen? So I'll, I'll, I'll respond to it in this way, which is very, and, and I'll kind of respond to what you said as well, Ben. So it's interesting. The reason we're both bringing up this entrepreneurship piece is because you learn to talk the talk, right? Like in an MBA program, you get to talk to other business people in a fashion that is related to business. In the same way that in an I.O. program, you learn to talk science with other I.O. psychology people. Uh, but that's what we mean. When we're talking about entrepreneurship. We're not talking about here's how you start a business. It's here's how you talk to a VC to get funding. Here are mm -hmm. the contacts that you need gotcha. to get that level of money. Here's how you close and negotiate the deal. Right. So both of us have like experience in courses where we learned how to negotiate, where we kind of learned how to make sales and things like that. And I actually took a class in entrepreneurship, which was very, very helpful, even though at the time I was like, why am I going to need this course? Right. And the reason that I'm, I'm going to agree with Mike on this, um, that I think the content of the MBA courses um, are probably pretty good. Um, they're just, the focus is just very different. So in IO, we're more looking at things like, okay, show me, evidence, show me the data. You know, are these correlations real? Is this stuff actually happening? In MBA programs, we're more interested in, you know, what you're learning is more about, you know, can we get buy-in? Are people going to agree to this? What are the best practices? Um, and so the focus really isn't, isn't, on the science part of it and on the, you know, the scientific level of provability, it's just, can we make the business case? And that's part of the reason why an MBA might be valuable, especially if, especially if you've come from, let's say, typical IO psychology student, did a four-year psych degree, uh, does a two-year master's program, and then in that situation, they've decided they're in a corporate environment and they might be hitting a wall, they might be hitting a ceiling that they didn't expect, partly because they don't know how to speak mm. that language. They don't know how to kind of get through that environment. 
uh, effectively. And the the MBA could be a, an expensive way to kind of learn those skills. Uh, but you know, they can that that can prove valuable as well. One last thing I want to mention: it's a story from my own MBA experience, which will very much mirror uh, what Mike is talking about. Uh, we were taking like a compensation course, um, and we were on, I was on break. And uh, I was talking to somebody who worked for a very large pharmaceutical company. My MBA program uh, was in New Jersey. So a lot of people in pharma there. But this individual was like the director of HR uh, for this pharma company. And I was, you know, I thought the material in the course was really interesting. And I was kind of talking to him about like, oh, so, you know, are you going to take this and use it in your business? And he kind of looked at me and said, nah. I'm just, you know, going to get my B and get reimbursed and that's it. And that told me a lot about why people went to MBA programs and kind of echoes what Mike was talking about earlier. Yeah. So that those were both uh, great points from both of you. I appreciate you sharing that. So I want to throw another curveball at you here. So this is not the question that the uh, the listener asked, but I think it would be a good thing to respond to is let, let's say I've got, Hey, you know, I got some time on my hands. I got a wheelbarrow full of cash here. I got a choice between either doing a, a master's in IO and an MBA or uh, doing my master's in IO and, and going on for the PhD in IO between those two options. Again, if my goal is to, to be successful internally in some corporation, which would you suggest? I'll, I'll start with Mike. You know, uh, now you pose an interesting question because we're asking this and it's 2018. If it was maybe 20 years ago, I, I don't think I would suggest IO as a way to move up the corporate ladder or, or within HR or, or anything. But I think that there's some brand recognition for, for IO now. And I think it is helpful because IO touches selection and assessment and touches recruitment practices and touches coaching and touches learning and training. I think you can become well-rounded using your IO background and move up in, in all aspects of HR and, and be someone who can move up. And now, again, I use the caveat of everything I'm saying. I don't think it's easy to be with an MBA and an IO background to be a CEO. I don't know if that's the jump that you make, but I think the highest level of HR is obviously a, a pretty good level to want to be at. And I think that's totally attainable with a master's alone uh, in IO depending on your experience, I don't even know if the PhD helps in internally because I've been internal with just the master's in a few organizations that were fortune companies and, and I've had the PhD. And I feel like actually when I got the PhD, it was more like, well, what are we going to do with you? Um, in that case, I feel like it depends on what the person's goals are dependent on moving up in the organization. Do you want to move up and still be doing IO work? Uh, in some capacity, or overseeing, doing unique and cool and innovative IO over your time there? Or do you want to be more of a process administrator, move up, make money, speak the lingo, and, and, and be part of the corporate structure? And I think the MBA probably affords you more of the, the background and, and knowledge of that and makes you less of an outsider. But uh, I guess I've given an answer and given no answer at the same no, time. No, I think you answered it. And you kind of gave us uh, an if no. then kind of answer, right? Is if you're looking to move up in within the, the people uh, track, let's say, then you know it, an IO background is probably sufficient. If your if your eye is on 
um, moving up in the business world into like a, a vice president's role or a chief executive officer or CEO kind of role that the, the additional MBA might help you facilitate your life in that world a little bit better. So it's very interesting what, that, that, that Mike you, brought sorry. up this point that I, that I always like to bring up, which is what is it that you really want to do? Uh, and the reality is that <clears throat> if you just want a, guar- a guaranteed degree that can theoretically give you new access and a new network, doing a combination of a master's in IO and an MBA could, could be valuable. Uh, but you'd have to understand a couple of things. Number one, if you were thinking about becoming a principal consultant in a very traditional IO psychology consulting firm, you know, like an Aon or a Select International, a DDI, if you don't have that PhD, you're not going to make it, right? Like you're, you know, there's a lot of value in those types of places. Or if you're planning on working in the government, um, there's a lot of value to that PhD. The second part of that is that the PhD is not a guarantee. And I think, you know, Ben, Mike, and I, we've all completed the dissertation process, but we all know people that didn't finish. And the the reality is that if you're going to pursue a PhD, uh, you know, you're taking on the risk of not finishing it and gaining some expertise, but not getting the certification uh, by which you can say, yes, I, I have this degree and I have this title and it's going to open these doors for me. Uh, I've been having a lot of conversations over the last couple of weeks, mostly because it's like almost time for people to start applying to PhD programs. I've been having a lot of conversations about whether or not students should pursue a PhD or not. And usually I tell them, uh, no, unless you're really passionate about the field, unless you're really interested in doing research, unless you're really committed to doing things at that level, uh, a PhD may not be right for you. And, you know, unless you're committed to pursuing everything that a PhD offers, which is, you know, the ability to actually conduct and, and generate research at the highest possible level, the ability to potentially work in academia, and the ability to work in IO psychology uh, consulting at the highest level. Um, if those things are not on your career radar, then it may be better for you to stick with your master's in IO and maybe gain a few uh, experience points doing doing new projects or going for that MBA. So I think that is a great piece of advice on which to wrap up the episode. And I'll just blabber my mouth a little bit over on it is uh, to the listener and to anyone that's struggling with this question, I would say that, you know, as you, as you start your coursework and you have a little bit of breathing room, even though it doesn't feel like you do now uh, compared to what it's going to be like later on when you're hitting a thesis or a comprehensive exam, you actually have time to try things out, to read broadly, uh, to do internships is don't start with the question of what degree do I need? Start by figuring out what you want to do. And if it's as broad as, you know, I want to make a lot of money or I want to move up this or that ladder, understand that later on that answer is not going to suffice. You're going to want something in particular. And the sooner you figure out what that is, the easier this decision is. Absolutely. And and Ben, if I can add one other thing, um, you know, one thing about this that I think is really important is, and even even though we're going to be talking about like survivor bias basically uh, in the 
you know, if I give this suggestion, find people who've done the things that you're interested in and figure out what they did and try to follow that path or find a way to follow that path. I think that's, that's very, very important to do. Or, yeah, I think Cy, I think Cy actually said it much more eloquently than than I was uh, was going to because I was just going to say if anybody wants to reach out uh, to myself or Cy or people like us, they should do that. I think picking other people's brains for information is, is the way to go to figure out what you want to do because we touched on the trials and tribulations of school, whether it be time and family and money and whether it'll actually open the doors that you think it's going to open. You really, again, in hindsight, I can be really smart about that. And when I talk to my students or people that come up to me and I know side does the same thing, we're able to give probably much better advice than I could have given in the past. So I feel like you, you touched on it too, Ben. If, if you really think this through, gather some information before you decide to go down a path that either might end in end in academic tragedy or might not might not give you what you want um really have to consider everything and it's hard to do that that makes a ton of sense and i'll add that offer out there as well not that i have a a ton of advice to offer personally but i do have access to this great network people like mike and people like size that if you have a question like the listener who sort of kicked off this episode uh you know write to me and i'll find somebody in my audience who wants to be interviewed that i can pester for this information uh, the way that i um, pestered Cy and Mike. And I want to thank uh, Cy and Mike, both of you for, for being on the show tonight. I'm going to have uh, links in the show notes to contact information to Cy and to Mike and to their company. And uh, I thank you for listening and I hope you have a great day.